Hi, it's Devano with Spilling the Tea. Welcome and thank you for listening this evening. Tonight we're gonna talk about a blend that works perfectly with this energy of Mercury retrograde and all of the retrograde funkiness that we've had this year. Allow us to take a journey to a famous tea in Japan that's just catching a little bit of steam here in the US since the 50s. As we venture into our last retrograde of 2020, I think we've had quite enough, don't you? I mean, between Mars retrograde, which goes until November 14th, Pluto ends tomorrow, October 4th, thankfully, Neptune ends November 29th, and just for shits and giggles, hey, let's toss in a Mercury retrograde because, you know, that's just so much fun. And that ends on election day. Lucky us! Kukicha seemed like it was the perfect tea to talk about this retrograde energy. When you think of tea, you're often thinking of the leaves of the Camellia sinensis plant. We might consider the flowers, mints, or other adornments tea, but Kukicha has us throwing all that out the window. Let me explain. The first time I ordered Kukicha, I really thought I was being punked. The bag felt different. I'm a very sensory type of person. Senses create memories. Memories create almost like reset points where I can go back to that moment, harness that energy of that moment, and continue on with a difficult task or ascertain the difficulty of what I'm dealing with. It's sometimes, well, wasn't as bad as X, whatever X happens to be, or in some cases, as in this past September, 10 times worse the difficulty of any of the last three previous September's energy-wise. So I was expecting the bag to feel a certain way as I squished it. I like squishing the bag because I like hearing the crunchy sound of the leaves. And I like it that after I've squished the bag, I open the bag up and I get that aroma of the tea. So it's that first sensory experience. I squished the bag of the kokicha, nothing squished. In fact, it was kind of like a, not so much of a crunch, but it just didn't feel the same. It didn't sound the same. And I opened the bag, there was nothing but sticks. What the hell? Sticks, one pound worth of tiny little twigs. I was not impressed. I decided to do a little research before going 10 different kinds of Karen on the poor company I ordered from. Kukicha is, again, a Japanese tea. It's used after the parts of sencha or matcha or bancha. After all those leaves have been picked, it's then processed right along with them. This Camellia sinensis variation grows in the shade and it's kept in a serene and quiet area where it naps for most of the day and then the shade gets pulled off to wake it up and it gets to go right back to bed. We all couldn't be so lucky. So once the leaves are plucked, you have these little twigs left over. And these twigs are left over for up to three years. We'll get into that in just a moment. Kukicha does have a slightly creamy or peanutty flavor because it is comprised of that stems and stalks and twigs of the tea leaves of Camellia sinensis. It has its own set of magic and healing to it also. And the processing of the twigs and the little sticky parts and the stalks, it eliminates that seaweedy, fishy kind of taste that we get with matcha or sencha or bancha and some of the other Japanese teas. I love me some matcha, but man, that mermaid taste is overpowering sometimes. This tea is also not bitter at 
all. So you're not gonna get that bad aftertaste. The nice part of this tea is that if you steep it too hot or too long, the flavor remains the same across the board. The other great part of this is the pieces are large enough and they swell enough so that when you are steeping it, they're going to swell and not end up coming out of the tea ball or the infuser that you use. They swell up that much, regardless of the tiny little tea ball that you're using. And a little bit goes a long way. So you're not gonna muck up the water. And even if you use a little bit too much, the caffeine level is gonna also remain the same. You can use a tea infuser, or you can do what I do sometimes and just, you know, toss a spoonful in the hot water and then fish that out a little bit later. It's a little bit easier to fish it out because of the pieces being so much bigger. It is one of the more heartier teas, but with this particular tea, it has a little more longevity to it, which makes it nice. It's not one of those one and done kind of teas. It's one of those that you can steep up to four times in a nice big teapot. I've known some people with the Kukicha have steeped it up to eight times and still the flavor remained the same. And that's a fantastic bang for your buck right there. The great part of that is tea is made to be shared. And I know that this is called spilling the tea, but there really isn't a whole lot of scandal with this one. I mean, there is a scandal with how the teas got to Japan, but this tea was once considered a peasant tea and it has a little special energy that goes along with it. All of the teas that were sold were sold at a much higher price to those who could afford it. This is when tea became kind of elitist and all bougie. What was left after the picking and the processing was just a bunch of twigs and those who didn't have deep pockets couldn't afford to get the expensive green teas. What they could do is gather the sticks and gather the twigs and that's what was left over. So the ruling class seemed to notice that the peasant class was healthier, they were stronger, and they couldn't figure out why. The peasant class also became more resourceful and problem solving. Their community was stronger and it was just baffling everyone. Well that's part of Kukicha's energy is it teaches us to be resourceful. While most of the twigs and sticks are typically discarded with some of the other teas, this is one of the two that I'm familiar with that's comprised completely of those sticks and twigs. It is very low in caffeine. I mean, the caffeine level in this is almost non-existent, like 1%. It's very mellow in flavor and it's great in macrobiotic diets. Now, if you aren't familiar with a macrobiotic diet, it's often called the Zen Buddhism diet, where you balance the yin and yang energy of what you eat, but it kind of goes even beyond that. It's not just the food you eat, it's the utensils that you use, it's where you sit, it's how you sit. It's the energy that you're using while you're eating. It's like mindful eating on steroids. And in 1920, a Japanese philosopher named George Osawa created this macrobiotic diet. It is a pretty strict diet with rules about how you eat and how you even cook your food. Remember that spilling the tea earlier when we talked about not microwaving your tea? Well, in one of his 30 books, George Osawa talks about the importance of steeping the tea in the right time and right temperature. He felt the ceremony of tea as well as the ceremony of food was a way to happiness and better health. And he had seen the prevalence of heart disease and cancers and how modern medicine was failing us. In his first book, The Essential Guide to Macrobiotics, it's free to actually browse on Kindle and other Google platforms. So it's actually a nice read. 
It's quite fascinating. You can grab that one if you're interested. Anyway, back to kokicha. Because of how it's harvested, kokicha is sometimes called twig tea or bocha or a three-year tea. And that's because the stems and the branches of the tea plant are left alone after the tea leaves are plucked for at least three years. So you've got like three harvests before you can start using the twigs. But that means the twigs have soaked up all of that magic and all of those beautiful properties, but virtually lost all of the caffeine. So regardless of its processing, like I said, it's less than 1% caffeine of all of the other other teas out there. The next closest is using an herbal blend. This tea is absolute magic and healing in every cup and it won't make you freak out with the caffeine, especially if you're caffeine sensitive. Kukicha is an alkalizing drink, so it neutralizes the acid in our body and brings us to an alkaline state where the healing can begin. Its natural tannins are full of properties that work like vegetables and fiber to help keep your stomach in good health and help you digest your food better. It has so many vitamins and minerals in it and it's extremely high in calcium. One cup of kukicha is 13 times more in calcium than a glass of milk. Kukicha is also one of the teas with the highest concentration of L-theanine. Now, if you've forgotten what L-theanine is, it's an amino acid which helps us sleep better and focus better when we're awake. L-theanine increases your brain function, helps slow down the aging process of your brain, which means you're staving off that mental decline. It's not only an immune booster, but it reduces blood pressure and it can help you relax, along with helping cancer drugs become more effective and it's readily available in most of the teas that you would drink that have come from the Camellia sinensis plant. I have grown to love kukicha during retrogrades because of the way it helps your brain. It reduces that brain fog that we get during Mercury retrograde. It increases our awareness and helps us to see the possible solutions to problems. Think of a Mercury retrograde issue like travel. You dilly-dally, don't leave on time, end up in traffic or have car trouble or have an accident from rushing, worst case scenarios here. With Kukicha, there's an energy of productiveness. You don't fart around on Facebook for two hours before you get up. You do what you've got to do. You get up when you need to get up. You get where you need to go in a timely matter. Or even let's change the scenario. You recall things that you can see along the way. So if you are stuck in traffic, it isn't such a challenge because your off-road adventures are just as fun. Your brain just works differently with Kukicha. It challenges those synapses to function better which is why it's the perfect travel companion for all those retrogrades, especially Mercury. Kukicha boosts our resistance so that all the junk that's going on around us doesn't weaken our immune system and our immune response. So we can respond with our full energy and still not be tired, but be able to rest well when it is time to rest. Wanna be more productive? Kukicha is the answer. Kukicha is blended with what was our retrograde rescue herbal blend. Because of the super low caffeine in Kukicha, it's safe for those with caffeine sensitivities. In our herbal blend, it's also filled with super high vibrational energies of lemongrass and peppermint, meadowsweet and five finger grass, butcher's broom and yarrow, slippery elm and hyssop, 
packs a powerful punch. Lemongrass is for opening the way. It's the energy of that scythe cutting away the obstacles. It can render you invisible to psychic attacks. It's a fever reducer, so it cools and soothes when you start to feel that Mars energy creeping up. It's an antimicrobial, it's an antibacterial, and pretty widely used in Asian cuisine. Grows in Southeast Asia, so this pairs perfectly with Kukicha. Oh, and it also repels snakes and mosquitoes. Peppermint is a powerful cleanser and has angelic connections. The vibration of peppermint calls to our angels to say, hey, I'm screwed, a little help here. Peppermint also speeds healing and sends off sickness that's associated with negative vibrations. It eases those raw emotions of grief. It's a quick, fast, and in a hurry pain reliever, though not as strong as spearmint for pain. It's still very good though. Word of caution with peppermint though, if you happen to drink a lot of carbonated beverages, say you drink a lot of monster energy drinks, or you're drinking a lot of Coke, Diet Coke, Pepsi, Dr. Pepper, whatever it is you choose, you're gonna want to go sparingly with the peppermint only because it has this effect with the bubbles in your stomach and you, you're gonna feel a little sick if you're going a little crazy with the peppermint. Your stomach will not be happy if you don't heed my warning. To this day, I still can't eat very much minty stuff or all of a sudden I'm super nauseated. So thankfully the peppermint in here is just enough to have the magic of peppermint and all the healing of peppermint, but it's not going to make you hate me after you drink it. Meadowsweet, NRT is known as Queen of the Meadow. It's also good for the cooling energies and breaking fevers. It calms the gut and is a great anti-inflammatory herb. It can stop bleeding and it also helps replenish white blood cells to fight off infections. Meadowsweet gives us courage and protection and opens the door to the fairy realm to offer its assistance. Five finger grass is something I run out of all the time. It's also known as syncofoil. I use this in so many many things because Syncofoil's answer to every question is yes. Want to bring in more money? Syncofoil. Need a new job? Add Syncofoil. Love drawing? Syncofoil. Success workings? Syncofoil. Yeah, you guessed it. Whatever you're trying to do, add a little bit of five finger grass and you're probably going to have a really easy time manifesting and bringing that to you. Butcher's broom is wonderful for our eyesight, especially if you're dealing with diabetic retinopathy it reduces swelling. So it's a pressure reducer when we're becoming a pressure cooker. It's also good for protection and it harnesses the wind energy to blow off what isn't for our highest good. And it helps with our psychic gifts. Our visions become clearer. Yarrow is just a little lever. It stops evil workings in its tracks against you. It sets boundaries that no one would dare cross. It gives you armor. It helps you detox. It's a wound healer, especially wounds of the heart. And it's used in a lot of love workings. Slippery Elm is a fun one to play with. In Hoodoo, Slippery Elm helps people from slandering your good name. Gossips are stopped in their tracks and it protects the home, which in this instance, your body is your home. So you're getting that protective energy. Slippery Elm will also help your gut calm down. It calms IBS and it helps young and old find their voice and breaks through those throat chakra blockages. It just so happens to be sacred to Mercury 
Mercury also. So in this tea, it's almost an honorarium to Mercury, asking him to please be kind and gracious. Finally, hyssop. Ooh, I can't say enough about hyssop. It is spoken throughout biblical times of being bathed in hyssop to be clean. It's one of the key ingredients in uncrossing magics because it strips off whatever is attached and protects you from further harm. For the real messes, using hyssop in a bath for nine days, you are as good as new. A great deal of time and energy goes into pairing these bases with our herbal blends, but it's worth every second because one sip, not only do you have the perfect little magic potion, but you also have a way to wellness in a small cup. Now, us witches seem to love our jar magic, but you don't think of yourself as a jar or as a container or as a conduit. You have magic in a cup. You are ingesting it. You become the conduit with tea. And that's why we love it so much. Thank you so much for joining me. This blend will be on our website in a sample or a one ounce bag. You can get yours while you can. Make sure you check Leanne on Sundays with her astro chat. And if you don't know your planetary placements, she will do your chart for the rock bottom price of $25, which you can purchase on our website at witchesteaflint.com or reach out to Leanne at Shining Moon Astrology. Some of her previous talks are actually listed on our YouTube page, as well as at Spreaker.com slash Witches Flint. Magical Musings is up there and our previous episodes of Spilling the Tea. Thank you again for joining me. Have a great one and we'll catch you again later.